No. What's your least favorite scary movie? Thank ya. <laughs> Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd in all of our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And today we are talking 2018's Hulu series feature length yes. episode from their, um, their series Into the Dark. A TV episode movie, otherwise yes. known as TV movie. Yes. Um... Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're they're into the dark series. We were watching the future length episode titled New Year, New Yo. Mm-hmm. Because Happy New Year yeah, almost. New Year. Um it's gonna yeah. be New Year on Sunday, twenty twenty three. Um so we wanted to shed light on one of our favorite uh themed movies. Yeah. Um you don't see a whole lot of new year's horror out there yes we haven't really watched a lot to be fair yeah we've watched terror train in this i think yeah it. well we also watched new year's kiss which you oh hate. my god yeah that's um, not a good one that's also an into the dark i didn't hate that one okay maybe next year uh, no, no next year next year is gonna be a very special one yeah. because this coming month i'm going to be filming yeah a movie that's what's it called again new fears eve new fears yeah. eve that's right yeah um look me up and be amy holden <laughs> nbd hell yeah um no lines less than a fine. month man yeah um <laughs> <laughs> it's fine it's exciting still yeah um <laughs> it is exciting okay so we have several announcements before we get to pull results. Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, one is that we're big dumb dummies. Uh-huh. Um, last week we said that uh-huh. we said several <laughs> times that Margot Kidder is in the yeah. 2006 remake of Black Christmas. I don't know where we both got this idea, and we were just so confidently incorrect. And I then just... we watched Black Christmas after recording that episode, and we were like, that looks a lot more like Phil yeah, and a was, less like, like that's Barb. Totally Phil. I looked it up, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Jesse, Andrea Martin. It's not, it's not Margot Kidder. So correction there. We put the correction in our show notes, yeah. but if you listened to the episode before we put that correction out, sorry. At least it's still a legacy character. It is still a legacy character. Well, legacy Actor. actress. But, uh, yeah. So that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, our next announcement is that if you are a budget level patron, then um, we are still working on getting December's bonus episode out to you. We had fully planned to do it this weekend. So here's the deal. If you're in the Midwest with us, I hope you're okay. <laughs> I hope everything in your house is fine and that you survived the weekend. It was really rough weather-wise, and we've had some other personal stuff going on. So between our house being a full 15 degrees colder than where it was set because our heater just couldn't keep up yep. and the other stuff we were dealing with, it was just good for us to have a weekend cuddled up on the couch with our girls. And surviving. And surviving and just you know, enjoying the closeness. It's what we needed. And um, ideally, if it hadn't dropped to negative 30, mm-hmm. we would have recorded our bonus episode over the weekend. It's okay. We've got it yeah. figured out, though. Yeah, we've got it figured out what we're going to do, and we will get it out before um, the new month and the new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might weekend. be, it might literally be December 31st, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um, we're going to do it. It's going to be a game. Yeah. We decided we're going to have a game mm-hmm. episode. Um, if you've been paying attention, then you probably know what the game is going to be. And then I'm just going to go ahead and take the moment to plug Patreon for a couple reasons. 
One is because also starting earlier this week, we are going to have the poll open. Oh yeah. For January's uh, movie. January's movie. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be open until I'm going to say Friday night. So if you're somebody that listens release day or day after, then you have time to go ahead and go subscribe to our budget level Patreon. Uh, you can also join the ranks of Eric and Vivi of Shaken Not Scared, mm-hmm. Joe, Picatron. as is his full name, yes. and Amber yes. and V, one of our patrons, and a special shout out thank and other guys. additional perks. Yes, thank you guys yes. so much. We really appreciate you. Yeah. We say it all the time that the community that we have here is what's really important to us, and that's become more true than ever. The show. Um, you guys are also what's keeping our website alive right now. It's true. Um, I mean, Obviously, we were keeping the website alive before, but now it's, uh, you it's know, helping. one less thing yeah. we have to focus on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you pay our website fee. <laughs> so that's that. Uh, if you subscribe to the budget level Patreon, you also get our bonus episode, like I said, which will be posted before the new year. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you what next month's bonus episode is going to be yeah which is going to be a rehashing of terrifier because if you'll remember when we covered it on the main feed we had special guest david howard thornton which is a total treat and absolutely no regrets at all there but we do want to have some time where we actually spend talking about the movie in our normal format yeah we didn't really talk about it so we want to i mean we got a lot of like talking about it but just not in our normal no yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. So we want to actually rehash that because in January, surprise, surprise, we're going to talk about Terrifier 2 on the main feed. We know that one at least, yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's something that you can look forward to. And then I'm going to take the moment since I'm talking about our Patreon to go ahead and plug our social media right up here at the top. Let's just front with this whole thing. Yes, exactly. It's good to mix it up sometimes. Yeah. Um, apparently the social media experts as it stands say that front loading your plugs is a good idea. So okay, cool. That, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. We mix it up because of how our flow of our show and we're not professionals really. No, um, we're not. None at all. So, <laughs> um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, least favorite scary movie podcast, mm-hmm. Twitter, least fave pod. Um, you can find us on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Least favorite scary movie. <laughs> hey, look at you. Is yeah, I think right? you're right. I think okay. you're right. I okay. don't know. <laughs> um, and then we have our website, what's your least favorite scary movie.com. So all that's there. It's a good way to find us, to be a part of our polls, to hear our random ramblings on things, see random posts that we make just for the funsies of it, and also, you know, get details like our schedule or if there's a schedule change or just you know anything like that yeah. it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. okay yeah that's our announcements okay. i know it was exciting because we don't normally have that many announcements no, we so do not. yeah we go from nothing to all of that and consider it my late christmas gift to you all <laughs> <laughs> okay well let's just get through the poll real quick just get through it okay yeah let's just get through this let's just get through this let's do it. um okay so black christmas was last week's movie um, so we just wanted to know who was fucking up their future the fastest. Yeah. You have uh, Peter smashing his piano after mm-hmm. his terrible ceremony. Not ceremony. But recital. Uh, recital. There you go. <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> he wished it was a ceremony. <laughs> uh, Miss Mac drinking toilet booze. Yes. Um, so, okay, Peter is 40%, by the way. P- uh, 40% voted for him. Oh, I thought you were just giving us the question and answers don't, before telling us the results. No, I don't need to do that. Oh. Um, okay. Miss Mac I drinking. I thought it made sense. <laughs> okay, well, Miss Mac drinking booze uh, from the toilet is twenty five percent, 
and Barb giving kids alcohol is 35%. This is all on Instagram. Okay. On Twitter, 70% said it was Peter, 10% Ms. Mac with the toilet booze, 20% with Barb. Okay. I'm going to tell you the order that I think they're fucking up their future, like the quickest. Peter, definitely, because there's no way somebody isn't going to see that it's piano soon. Yeah. The cops are actually involved already. Like, yeah. It can potentially be criminal. Oh. Destruction of property. Dude, a fucking grand piano, that's more than $5,000. Yeah. We are beyond a misdemeanor. We are into felony <laughs> territory. Yep. That so Peter's about yeah. to be a felon. Yeah, so not only, fucked. he's not just getting, he's not quitting the conservatory. He's getting <laughs> he's kicked getting out kicked. and he is going to trial. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Barb serving alcohol to minors. Yeah, that's also illegal. Yes, because so uh, it wasn't even up. just like the kid being like, "Can I have some?" She's like, "Hey, kid." Yeah, like, "Hey, yeah, come have some fun, kid." That's... Like, I can't. I'm thinking of our oldest nephew is about that age. Uh-huh. Of the kids at that event, I can't imagine being like, "Hey, kid, do you want some of this?" No, like, not at all. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, and then Miss Mac, Mrs. Mac, I'm sure there are health repercussions, but those tend to be like slower. It's not illegal. It's just it's, frowned upon. Yeah, but I mean, she can still fuck up her future by giving herself like, I don't know, whatever toilet diseases exist. Several. Yeah. Surely. <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, there we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I You know, I agree with that. That's okay. good. So okay. Peter definitely fucked himself yes. up because he's a yes. felon now. So yeah. That's the 100%. answer. That is the answer. Everybody agrees. Okay. Now it's time to talk about the movie. Okay. So we decided we wanted to talk about a New Year's movie, and we went with Into the Dark's New Year's from their first season. Yeah. And it's called New Year, New You. It premiered on December 28th, 2018 on Hulu. We watched it on Hulu. That's the place you can watch it. Pretty much the only place I can think of. I don't even think they released it physically. Yeah, because it's it's a series. I wish they would release it physically. I would buy the- I'm surprised they haven't, honestly. Well, actually, yeah, they want people to actually subscribe. That's true. That's true. I don't know. Netflix is constantly <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, we're going to cancel stuff, stuff and remove stuff. And yeah. Yeah. So this was written by Adam Gaines, who did who worked on the teleplay. Teleplay. Yeah. I noticed yeah. that terminology in yeah. the credits. I was like, is that like the screenplay, basically? They're yeah. Just trying to be fancy. television episode. Ah, teleplay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, here's the thing. It's a feature. It's a feature length episode. I get that it's part of a series, but it's the same as whenever people refer to the 1990s. It is a mini series, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's a movie. Yeah. It's just a they. It's like what it's they did a with the Futurama episodes. They yes. took like a movie and cut it up into episodes. Well, that was slightly different because they wanted to. They were very specific. Comedy Central, like, bought the rights to it. Yes. And they were very specific about, like, we want to do movies, but it needs to be written in such a way that we can split it up into episodes for syndication. Oh, that wasn't the intention? Okay. Yes. Um, I'm a bit of a Futurama nerd, you all. I need you to understand (laughs) that. I have one of the – I have a tattoo from one of the movies. It's a a big fucking deal to me. It's very true. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. That was, like, a whole other thing. Um, Um, And those were released as actual movies, as you know, because we own the movies. Yes. So if you watch them on like Hulu or Comedy Central, they're split up in half hour episodes with commercials and all of that. But if you own the movie, like you can just play it and it makes sense. So but I know that the Into the Dark episodes are technically movie scripts Mm -hmm. that they're they're making movies. They're taking like existing scripts and just like making them. They're taking existing concepts, I think. Because the director for this was also involved in writing the teleplay. Okay. So 
as I said, Adam Gaines is responsible for the story, but he also worked on the teleplay with director Sophia Tikal. Okay. So Sophia Tikal... She's the director. She went on to direct Black Christmas 2019. I thought that that sounded familiar. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm a defender of Black Christmas 2019. I know I've hinted about it in our past two Black Christmas episodes. There's a lot of reasons for it, but I just want to let everybody know that if you want to hear more about why I'm a defender about it and learn more about how cool Sophia to call is, go listen to the This Ends at Prom episode on Black Christmas 2019. She was actually on the episode, right? Mm-hmm. That's cool. She was a guest along with her uh, co-writer for the script, April Wolf. Okay. And there was a lot of really good insight, and it was just a really good discussion about the movie that I feel like didn't get a fair shake mm-hmm. from audiences and I'm really excited. I know it's a year away, but I'm excited to talk about it. I am too. I'm just saying it's misunderstood, but it, some of the hate's warranted. Yeah, but the hate shouldn't be going towards the movie. It should be going towards the studio. The yeah, studio yeah. is what screwed them over. Yeah, definitely. Like Setting it up as a Black Christmas movie when it has not right being one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Completely yes. different thing. That, it, that it was destined to fail because of that. Yeah, I like I was already defensive of it, and then I learned the backstory like during that episode, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm even more on the side of this movie." So definitely go listen to that. I talk I talk about the sense of problem a lot. Mm-hmm. I think BJ Colangelo and Harmony Colangelo are really great and knowledgeable people within the horror community, and I just I don't know. I like their show. Well, we're going to talk about it in a year. Yes. So, until then. <laughs> until then. <laughs> uh, music by Michael Montes. And I couldn't find like a dedicated special effects makeup artist. There really isn't much to be had. No, not really. Uh, but the key makeup artist is Mandy Artusato. Okay. Starring Suki Waterhouse's Alexis. Suki Waterhouse. Mm-hmm. What a name. I like it. Yeah, I think that's it's pretty fun. cool. Yeah. Uh, Carly Chalkin is Danielle Williams. <coughs> Kirby Howell Baptiste is Kayla. Did she look familiar to you, Travis? Good place. Yes. She's um, Chidi's uh, girlfriend. Chidi's Australian girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. She, and, wait, what's her natural accent then? Is she actually Australian or no. is she? So she did an Australian accent yes. for a good place. Okay. And I'm American, uh-huh. so I never caught anything weird about it. But, it was but weird on, yeah, notice. I'm on the Good Place subreddit, and people are like, her accent's really distracting. And I'm like, okay, mate, cool. Yeah. Uh, sorry <laughs> for you. My untrained ear is fine with it. Um, <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> and then Melissa Berglund is Chloe. Okay. Okay, so this will come as no surprise to anybody, but I don't have a budget no. or a box office. I don't think that they have the budgets for any of these movies listed. However, yeah, I did read an interview that Sophia Tikal did with Polygon. Okay, and I will. Um, I'm editing, so I will try to remember to put it in the show notes. A link to the interview because I feel like it's interesting. Um, and she talked about this is the first movie that she really had like a decent budget for because oh, really? she did indie stuff beforehand. Well, it's still Blumhouse. Yes, so. it's still Blumhouse. So it's still like I, by our standards, it's still going to be Bugtead. Yeah, but that's like that's good budget for an indie movie. Yes, like, if you're being, coming from an indie background, yeah, like self-funded to like Blumhouse paying mm-hmm. for shit, you know, that's a big step up. 
Yes. Uh, I did get the worldwide gross for one of the for the indie movie she did right before this. It's okay. called Always Shine. Her worldwide gross for that was seventeen thousand dollars. Okay. No, which no, but I don't expect it to have a Yeah, big with audience. an indie, if you don't have like a theatrical release, that's always gonna hurt Dude, your numbers. If I if I released a movie and I made seventeen thousand dollars off of it, I would be stoked. Exactly. That'd be amazing. I here's the thing. We talk about this stuff, we poke fun at movies, but we fully acknowledge neither of us has ever made a movie, and we have all of the respect for yeah, filmmakers definitely. out there. It's tough, I, I can tell. Yes, we laugh at ourselves all the time. Yeah. This is not intended <laughs> to be a mean-spirited podcast no, 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 by any all, means. No. So, yeah, I just... I. I got that number. I thought it was interesting to pull so that we, we kind of have an idea of where she's coming from with it. Okay, cool. Yeah. On IMDb, this episode of Into the Dark currently holds a 5.7 out of 10. That's lower than I thought it'd be. Yes. And when we get to uh, user reviews. No, there's a reason. Yeah. I'm going to talk about, because um, this is one of those where I really struggled to find it. I, I knew going into this that you liked this movie. So I was trying to find a more negative review. Yeah. And it's one of those, much like Wes Craven's New Nightmare, where I struggled to find a review that wasn't missing a lot of the point. Yeah, like when it's actually like somewhat <laughs> yeah. serious and not just kind of like complaining about one part of the movie. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, I did pull three movies from 2018, and I don't have a running theme between the three of them, but I picked them based on their relation to the movie as my brain saw fit. Okay. Were any of them into the dark movies? Because there was probably no. a lot of those that came out. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, this was the fourth that year, I think. Okay. Because we had Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then New Year's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Incident in Ghostland. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That wow. came out June 22nd of 2018. I don't have a budget for it, but I have a worldwide gross of 5.6 million. That's a fucked up movie. Yes. And it's I, actually fucking scary. Yes. It's a pretty good movie. It's got a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Why I ended up picking that. I think I know why. Um, the do, facial scar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So Alexis's scarring in this movie and... Um, New Year, New You mm-hmm. is kind of significant to her character development, especially her aspirations as an actress. And unfortunately, one of the lead actresses in Incident in a Ghostland suffered from facial scarring due to unsafe stunt conditions during the filming. Yeah, she like went through a mirror. It was, it was a glass door, I think, is what it was. Okay. And they didn't have the right kind of safety glass in yeah, there. Yeah, it wasn't like that sugar. Yeah, glass. It, that, like which is normally shit. what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And she ended up cutting herself. And and this is going to tie into the reviews I talk about later. The facial scarring has cost her work. Yeah. I so, guess, and she sued the director mm-hmm. for that, too. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a whole thing. You know, and that's a whole thing we could get into a full topic about. Oh, yeah. Um, but it it's pretty messed up, and I feel really sorry for her, and it's also very relevant to what we're going to be talking about with this movie. Yeah, definitely. I can see the connection. Uh, the second movie, Unfriended Dark Web. Hey, okay. Yeah. So that's the sequel, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which the movie, I guess itself, this one isn't directly related to New Year, New You, but the first one, talking about bullying. Yeah, very relevant to the movie. Definitely. Uh, Man, that's a good movie, too. Yeah. Uh, All right, what's the budget on it? Yeah, it came out uh, July 20th, 2018. It had an estimated budget of $1 million and grossed about $16 million. We were one of those 16 million people. Yes, we definitely were. And it currently holds a 6 out of 10 on IMDb. Not bad. Yeah. 
I like that one. I think it's weird as a sequel to the first one where the first one was definitely supernatural and this one was much more real world based. I like it though. It's I a like different it. Take. Yeah. They're not like bound to the original. It's an anthology series. Yes. And I think that's the way an anthology series needs to be done. You yeah. have something of a common thread. It can be a different genre as long as it mm-hmm. still has like to tie with that yes. computer screen. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm surprised that there's not more of those. Yeah. And we're definitely going to be talking about that at some oh, point. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And then the third movie I picked. What? Okay, okay. Sorry, I couldn't read my handwriting for a second. Okay, I just, I just saw your face light up for a second. I was like, I, you, she right? I thought I wrote corn, corn. which didn't make any sense. No. Uh, the third movie is Cam. Cam. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which talks a lot about like societal pressures, the faces you put on, um, what you receive back from the people you interact with That's based on that. Too. It's a weird movie. I really like it and I want to cover it at some point because it's got a really interesting backstory to it. I like yeah. the lead actress and I think the story itself is pretty engaging. It was good. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed with it. So that came out November 16th, 2018. Don't have a budget or a gross <laughs> for it. I think that that was straight to streaming. Yeah. Um, and it has a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, which I feel is unfortunate, but not totally unexpected because it is weird as yeah, an ending. You're going to be asking questions after watching it. Yes. Because I asked you, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, because you fell asleep when we were watching it together. I stayed up to finish the end mm-hmm. of it. And so I had a lot of time to process it, go to online discussion boards, learn a little bit about the backstory of it. And yeah. so when you were like, when the next day you were like, I want to finish the movie. And then you were like, hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I, I had done all of the research. And Not I what I was expecting when I signed up for Cam. It's a good movie, though. Yeah, it really is a good movie. Okay. So those are my three comparisons. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we know it's Bugged Oh, it's yeah. bugged head, but that's kind of Blumhouse's whole shtick. Yeah, too. definitely. So. Yeah. Especially if it's like a TV movie. Yes. You know? Okay, so I have one tagline. I figured it was on the poster. Okay, what is it? Ring in the new year like it's your last. Eh, maybe. It's kind of like uninspired, right? Yeah. It's just generic. I don't know. I feel. Like they could have done something a little bit more mantra like with yeah, the yeah, whole. Yeah. I was expecting a mantra. Yes, right. Yeah. Okay. Like, are we doing the tagline now? I don't know. No, no. I was going to think of a tagline for the movie. That's like what we're going to be doing at some point. Kind of, but also based on our episode discussion. Okay, Uh, that's uh, true. uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I I mean, it's not the worst tagline we've ever read, but Mm -hmm. like you said, it's kind of uninspired. Like, oh, we need something to put at the top of the poster. Yeah, and make it themed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got a few fun facts. Okay. Uh, Principal photography took about 15 days between July and August of 2018, which I always find it interesting when um, filming and photography takes such a short amount of time for like a movie. Also filming a winter movie in the middle of the summer. It does make me feel a little bit better about Danielle's pajama situation, though. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm covered head to toe right now, and I was freezing watching her. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so the rest of this is all coming from the Polygon interview with director and writer Sophia Tikal. Okay. So she really wanted to examine like the culture that has been created around self-care and social media influence. Mm-hmm. So she definitely acknowledges the need for 
self-care and uh-huh. how important it is. But the way that it's often talked about and portrayed in social media and media can at times miss the point entirely yeah. to the extent that it becomes almost narcissistic. Like, oh, I'm going to buy organic. And then you see all of these videos, clips, reels, TikToks, whatever of you know people doing like super clean eating. And you're like, oh, my God, am I doing enough? And then it's like, you know, sometimes. It's not realistic. Exactly. They're like putting on a show and then they go and they like eat Oreos. It become well, even if they do eat completely clean, that's a lot of mental energy. It's a lot of financial responsibility to eat a certain way. It's a lot of prep time that's involved if you're gonna be cooking all of these things from scratch. It just it it's, it's not as simple as like eat organic. You can do it, yeah. Yeah. It's and yeah. when you have to look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, sometimes just eating is going to be more important than like eating this very special super healthy diet. Exactly. Yeah. Um and she also wanted to look at like social media influence and when she was cast when she was figuring out the cast for this, it's funny that uh Suki Waterhouse actually had a lot, like significantly more followers than Carly Chalkin, considering we start off the movie with Danielle being like this huge influencer that's about to get a TV show uh-huh. and Alexis being jealous and seeing like what her dreams could have been. And she really asked the cast to examine their relationship with social media, fame, self-care, all of that. She, she was like, it's going to be really uncomfortable for you to kind of take a hit at yourself with this are these people like big and famous or something um i don't i'm gonna be honest i didn't look at their other filmographies i'm not familiar with them in anything else i've looked up alexis a few times and i've always been like i'm surprised she's not in more things yeah because i feel like she does a decent job in this yeah i think she does too yeah so Okay, they really wanted to focus on the importance of mirrors in this as well because we've got the whole, like, being viewed through a lens of social media and television and all of that plus the face that you put on for the people around you. Mm -hmm. So the mirrors were really important. Every shot with a mirror or a reflection in this movie was intentional. Every shot with a mirror is basically Alexis staring at it with a blank face and everybody being freaked out. (laughs) Not actually. (laughs) I was paying really close attention because I read that interview before we watched this to take notes. So I was paying really close attention. I didn't necessarily take full notes. But like the first time we see her in the mirror in the house is when she's taking that bath. And when she looks into the mirror, her eyes and mouth are covered. Oh, really? Yeah. So you don't see like her full face. Okay. And then there's like some shots when they're doing the dance to TLC that we get a couple of shots. Alexis looking a little bit like what the fuck are you doing? Wait. A little bit frustrated <clears throat> because she knows what's coming next. Yeah. And then we get a couple shots of Danielle like looking That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. over at Alexis. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with Alexis? Which because... is what you don't but it's not even what the fuck is wrong, but it's more like what are you about to do to me? Yeah. In a more like it's a more narcissistic kind of tone to it, which yeah. we don't see in their face on directions to the camera. This movie, its tagline is just like passive aggressive. Passive <laughs> passive aggression. <laughs> That's it. And there was also some discussion during the interview about being a female director and how important that feels to her. And she said, 
I'm really grateful that I get to be a part of this. I'm really grateful that Blumhouse is doing work to bring in female directors because she looked at the list of directors and she was excited about how many female directors are involved, especially in the Into the Dark series. Mm-hmm. And this cast is all female. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it, it's cool. It, but like at it. the same time, she doesn't want that to be like its shtick. Yeah, it doesn't feel like The importance of it. It doesn't. And I think they even throw in a line at one point where Kayla is saying like, oh, just because a woman is involved doesn't make it like inherently feminist. I like that. I feel like the director like or the writer injecting their own like, yes. ideology It felt in very <laughs> tongue-in-cheek. Like, yeah. hey, we're not doing this just to be feminist. Yeah. Like, th- that's not the point of this. Yeah, no, I like and that. And I feel like considering her very next movie is Black Christmas, yeah. I feel like that's really important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's it for my fun facts. Okay. Travis. Yes. What would you say the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd are of this movie? And what would be your pre-discussion ranking out of 10? Okay. Um, so the good for this. Um, I enjoy the tension in this movie. I feel like this is like a super tense movie almost from the beginning. Like um, Alexis is intense immediately. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like she's intimidating. I I know something's going to happen because we start off with that, like a hint of a flashback, a tragic event. Mm-hmm. So it almost feels like uh, like prom night. Things, oh, yeah. You know, because like it's revenge for a past incident. Um, but like all of these like socially awkward instances between her and Danielle, like it's like saying things that you want to say, like to call people out on their bullshit. And, like, just putting them in a spot where they squirm. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. fun to see it play out with somebody that's, like, so full of shit. Yes. I loved it. Um, The bad for this. Um, eh, I think the... um, they're not they're not very subtle with the way that they do the social media thing. Like mm-hmm. I think that was the thing that we were talking about when we were talking with uh, Brandon Christensen when he was doing like his uh, uh, Superhost, like when they were doing their show. It's and funny. I was thinking about Superhost yeah, while we were watching this because I think that he's I, if I remember correctly, I think what he was saying is he wanted to make them produce content, so he has to write that content as if he's like them, but also make it something that's not like super bad, but also kind of like playing into the tropes that are like out there on the internet yeah um this one right here just felt like it was too on the nose with it it wasn't like like the it was really choppy editing you could tell it was just like people that didn't really know what they were doing i feel like they were trying to emphasize that i think the thing that really got me is that i don't know when instagram live started being a thing but i would have thought it existed by this point so every time she was recording a video i was thinking it was live honestly though if i was a social media influencer I would probably pre-record stuff and then post it as a story or video or whatever. Mm-hmm. The lives, I feel like, are usually... Chaotic? You don't know? Unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. Planned. Oh, you think they're planned? Okay. Yes. And if you <coughs> see, like, a lot of times when I think of the context of an Instagram live, it's because they have a special guest who is another social media influencer. Dude, sometimes I've seen the most wild shit on Instagram live. What is... What is that movie we watched? It's really fucked up. It was on Shutter. Um, Death Stream. No, no, no. Um, it it involved. It starts off like they're talking about dog murders, and the whole thing is that she's like a social media influencer, and her house is being attacked. Her sister oh, is sick. Yeah. yeah what yeah. the fuck is that? 
But like that was their whole thing was that they were like, we're supposed to be doing a live tonight. I remember that and movie. And then she I wasn't don't. there for it. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't remember the name of that movie. Yeah. Okay. It, uh, oh, um, hashtag. Sh- not shocked. It's like it's social media language. Oh, that I know we're what you're saying. I know for. what you're talking about. Shook. Shook. Yes, you're right. Shook. Shook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch us or listen to us age live on audio that's right media here. Thing that we're not hip with. <laughs> yeah, shook. I say shook, shook sometimes, but sometimes when I say shook, I'm like. Taya you- shook water off of her body after her bath. Mm-hmm. She shook. Yeah, she shook. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so okay. that's a that's a good movie, yeah. but you know, very much elements of this too. Yeah. Um, okay. The ugly. Um, so I have ugly people in this. Mm-hmm. Everybody's super toxic. Even like the person yes. that's super like uh, self righteous about the whole thing is like, she's using something that um, she she's almost like taking advantage of her friends to to like kind of motivate them to do her will because like i feel like she just wants personal revenge on danielle like she oh, doesn't, absolutely. she's using this whole thing as like a well disguise. we don't 100 percent know what happened yeah i wish that we would have like at least had something spelled out i like the ambiguity of it and we'll normally talk I about do. it while we talk through the movie okay normally i do but this one maybe a little bit okay. just a little bit more okay um and the absurd um the fucking scene where they open the elevator door and they, uh, Kayla kicks Chloe in the stomach. Okay. It's not an elevator, babe. It's a garage. Oh, a garage door. I said elevator. <laughs> uh, yeah, the garage door. We've been watching a lot of Christmas movies. And if you don't watch cheesy Lifetime Christmas movies, then you probably don't know elevators are super important to Christmas time. There's like a whole trilogy apparently. of elevator <laughs> Christmas movies. So, yeah. It's a thing. It's kind of influencing my mind here but that scene right there like i forget how funny like every time i watch it it's so funny but like i bust out laughing every single time so okay okay. um all that said i think that i would give this like a 7.5 okay okay yeah i think 7.5 sounds right to me okay so the same yes this is one that we watch outside of the season so and i feel like four months ago yeah i feel like that says something yeah so the good for me, I like the nuance involved in this. I feel like the female friendships feel real mm-hmm. in that there's connection and disconnection between the friend group, but they just kind of fall right back into it there on New Year's Eve. You yeah. know, there's moments where like somebody will refer to something and one person understands what they're talking about, but the other two don't, mm-hmm. which is just very real to life. That's true. That's, yeah. Like, dialogue plays out pretty realistically here. Yeah, and it's not necessarily good or bad. That's just the nature of life. People yeah. aren't necessarily going to be up each other's asses day in and day out yeah. for years and years and years. So <laughs> it, it felt very realistic to me. I also liked the the kind of nudging at toxic positivity mm-hmm. because I feel like that's an important thing to talk about. So it, it's... It's done well to me, I think, like with the mantras and the visualization and all of that, because those are very real like therapy techniques. Yeah. And here we're going to come in with my 
trauma, capital T, T M <laughs> background where I've been to therapy and stuff. And there are some very real techniques that are used here where you talk about visualization because you have to make a plan for what you want to do. You've got to figure out what it is that you want to achieve. And then you work backwards from there to figure out the steps to do it. Yeah. You focus on the successes and the positives because sometimes you have to train your brain to stop being as stupid as it is to, you know, recognize the good things as well. Yes. You know, I went through a full year of every day. I was like writing down at least one, if not three positive things that happened to me that day because my brain tends to hyper focus on the negative. Hmm. Did that exercise make me focus less on the negative? No, but it did help me focus on the positive too. Yeah. So it at least brought some balance mm -hmm. and it has made me a little bit better about acknowledging the good things that are going on in my life. So it those these are very real techniques, but when they're like pushed forth by somebody who like doesn't give a shit or doesn't know what she's talking about. Doesn't give a shit, doesn't know what she's talking about, doesn't have the proper training, mm -hmm. may or may not have had these actual experiences. We don't know enough about her background and I don't want to speculate just based off of, you know, Alexis's biased reaccounting of their childhood. Yeah. I think that it can become very dangerous when people that don't necessarily have the right background or on a platform and you and i are very careful about you know not that our platform is huge it's yeah. not anywhere you know and get well danielle <laughs> yeah uh but i feel like you and i are very careful if you know we say something that feels a little bit too off the cuff that we're like hey let's edit that out because that might not be the message we want to send yeah a lot of times i feel like we try our best to just talk from our place of our own personal experience and if we feel in reflection that something might spread more harm than good or entertainment, we cut it out because yeah. that's not what we want to do. Yeah. And that's not always the case with social media and people like this that are meant to be like wellness gurus because that's not anything. That's not a job that is. What is the word I'm looking for? Not policed, but like governed. Yeah. It doesn't have a governing body. You know, you don't have licenses or CEUs or anything like that that are required. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for an hour and a half, <laughs> it did a really good nuanced take on all of that stuff. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, the bad. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit naive to me that they wrote it that the only way Alexis felt she could get revenge just to get Danielle to admit to what she did on screen because it, it obviously would have turned exactly the way that Danielle, you know, did turn it. Where like, okay, I will admit to things I've done, but I'm going to spin it in a way that, you know, not as bad for me. me. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of what Danielle says could have happened, which is, oh, Alexis is going to go spread these rumors about me. Yeah. If Alexis had gotten enough people together and been like, hey, let's go online and share our stories about Danielle. That's true. That's the thing that does happen. Yeah. It, it, I guess it depends on how big you are, you know. But that's also going to go into my ugly here is that none of this is good. Like bullying people so that way they feel bad about themselves and um, they bullied this girl Kelsey until she killed herself. Mm -hmm. And it's horrific. And then the absurd. Yeah. 
as a person with a lot of scars. Mm-hmm. The scarring Not on good. Alexis's face. <laughs> like, I appreciated that it was very dark still, that it was clearly, like, textured. I think that was... I, I don't understand the shape of it is what was confusing like to me. Like, what happened to her? Like, it looks like when I'm addressing an envelope and I want to make it fancy. So, like, underneath the name, I do, like, my little swirl. Ah, <laughs> That's okay. what it looks the like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I get that scarves can sometimes be weird shapes. I just, that didn't. It looked, like, swept on. It looked like they wanted to have a scar that could still be cute. Oh, okay. That's you know what I mean? Because they're like, we're going to make it go with the shape of her face. Uh, okay. Yeah, I see that. I don't think it makes her look bad at all either. I don't either. Doesn't, yeah. But, you know, it it, it is still a facial scar, and that's still a whole other thing like we talked yeah. about before. It, it can absolutely, especially as a woman, be with, you know, public presenting aspirations it can absolutely be a thing you have to work past and it can 100 percent be traumatic yeah i'm not saying that i just also feel like the scar itself was very clean looking i got you in a way that has not matched my personal experiences yeah Yeah, i got you That's fair. Okay. Okay. So seven point five. Yep. That is the starting average. All right, cool. Okay. All right, you ready? Yes, I am ready. All right. So we're starting off. It is sometime in the past. We see a pool and a body floating in it. It's like very quick cuts. Mm -hmm. Um, this is basically all we get to see of anything from that night it's like basically the shot replay throughout the movie yeah a little girl saying help me running jumping through the window and it's three little blonde girls so we don't really know who is who yeah so we cut to a youtube video it's get well danielle mm-hmm. she announces that she's going to be getting her own show we pull out from the screen and it's actually Alexis and Kara, the girl she babysits, are watching it. Kara is very obsessed with Get Well. Danielle wants to be just like her, is totally up her butt in the way 10 year olds tend to be with things like this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I can't believe that you're going to spend New Year's with her. And Alexis is clearly over it. Yeah, but this kid can't read the room like they they just don't really know she's 10 <laughs> i know she's 10 that's how what 10 year old can read but the even room. the 10 year old's like wow why aren't you still acting or is it because of your scars like come on you're 10 like you should know better than to just ask about something like that right mm, no i feel like that's on brand for a 10 year old that's just like oof she's like <laughs> ah, i don't know maybe people used to like my acting yeah people like my acting before Man. you know this disfiguring scar thanks for bringing it up Kara. (laughs) So Alexis drives out to the house. The power is off. The power goes off in this house a lot. Power is in a very bad state. It makes me feel a little bit better because these people are clearly loaded. It's a very, very nice house. It's nice to see that every house has its quirks. This is why these people are so rich (laughs) that they're moving out because the power keeps going out. They can't pay for an electrician. They're like, fuck it. Let's just buy a new mansion. They are so rich that Alexis hasn't lived here since the accident that happened when she was 16. They just had it. They're like, okay, I guess it's time to sell it now. Yes. power can't turn back on. And they're... Between mid to late 20s now. So it yeah. has been over 10 years since Alexis has been in this house. 
That's how rich they are. Yeah. They have kept this house this entire time. <laughs> so fucked up, man. And they like even completely renovated the house after the incident happened, even though Alexis wasn't still in there. It's so nice. Yes. Like, it cuts to Alexis <laughs> taking a bath and Oh my god, it's like I a want bathroom. Yeah, okay. There's a sauna mm-hmm. here, first of all, that she's like preheating, so it's ready to go. And then she like has this nice luxurious bath in this bathtub that has like a full wall window out into the forest or yeah. garden or whatever the fuck it is. It's amazing. And, yeah, and she's in some milky shit that uh, Instagram people take baths in. I don't know. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so it's it's all really nice. Like, And she's coming from a place of privilege in this regard. Totally. Even yeah. though like... She has not met her career aspirations. She's a babysitter. She's applied for a hosting job. She didn't finish school. All of that not negated by the fact that she has parents. money. But yeah. she does have a bit more of a safety net than other people do. Like uh, Kayla and Chloe, who we cut to now. They're yes. on their way over. They're talking about how uh, well how nervous they are about the whole thing because you get a vibe that something big is going to be happening. Yeah, so the first time you're watching this, all of this feels very double entendre. Like, they're all just very nervous to be seeing Danielle again for the first time in a long time is how it seems. Like, yeah. And they're not even sure she's going to show up. Uh, Kayla's driving. She's struggling to be able to see in the rain. And Chloe is looking at $5,000 boots. And I relate so hard. Yeah. There's yeah. I consistently pull up the Lebouton page. There's a pair of boots they have that I want. How much? Oh, Four figures. It's not five thousand, but one. It's more than that. Three. Travis, it doesn't matter. I'm not buying them until we are rich. So get to work on that. (laughs) Hollywood, hire us and pay us. Uh, Um. But yeah, so they get the car breaks down conveniently right in front of the house. I know, right? Yeah. They have a very funny conversation about like, oh, you only have one umbrella. She's like, who has two umbrellas in their car? And then she's like, this is why we don't buy $5,000 boots, Chloe. I love it. It feels like a very real conversation. Yeah, this is like a totally real moment here. Yeah. So they're inside. Um, Alexis I love Alexis's outfit for the moment too. Like I know. she's got a nice cutout on the back of it. I like the boots paired with it. It it goes away like almost immediately. Yes, they have like five outfit changes throughout the night. It's yeah. excessive, and if this is what it means to be friends with an influencer, it sounds exhausting. But if all of the outfits get documented, I'm okay with that. I mean, it's basically... sometimes I save my favorite outfits <laughs> if I think people won't see them. It, they start off with the like fancy formal attire, and then it like quickly devolves in the pajamas more and more each time. They're like adding a new pair of like a piece of these clothing. aren't jammy enough. We need to get yeah. jammier. <laughs> Let's jam. <laughs> so they are in the kitchen, talk, uh, drinking champagne out of margarita glasses. There's no way. There's no way. In a house that has a sauna mm-hmm. that they don't have champagne flutes. No fucking way. This drives me crazy. If you want the margarita glasses, make a fucking margarita. <laughs> I like. I don't care that it's New Year's and you're supposed to have champagne. Match the drinkware. Yeah. It's annoying to me. Yeah. I, it's whatever. You know, she. I, I just like to imagine that she just doesn't give a fuck. Because you know what? Here's the thing. Yeah. We have extensive drinkware uh-huh. in our house and we're nowhere near this level of no, wealth, right? No, 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 you all. know what glasses we do have? 
Champagne flutes. Champagne. You know what glasses we don't have? Margarita glasses. Do we not have one? No. I drink those out of one of our fancier beer glasses that is vaguely <laughs> shaped like a margarita glass. Awesome. Yep. Hell yeah. So Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're talking about if Danielle's gonna show up or not. Talking about how she's been taking pictures with Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. It's so fucking bullshit. There's no way somebody who's got like a mildly successful youtube channel would be hanging out with leo right i don't know maybe i don't know maybe the picture wasn't like actually like oh we're friends maybe it was like they were at an event together and took a picture together. think about people we have pictures with it's not always like what if it's like a wax museum like <laughs> she's just, <laughs> she's pretending to take pictures with all these people well and then there's this like first directly ominous because everything that's been said so far like sounds like it could just be jealousy from Alexis, yeah. but this particular line is the first that can't be interpreted any way other than ominous because they're like, and now she's going to have a show coming out in the spring. And Alexa goes, we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck else do we interpret that line? It's dark. It is. Yeah. It is. <clears throat> so uh, we learned that Alexis dropped out of school because she had kind of... Um, Mental breakdown. Yeah, which... That's a very real thing that happened. It, it's not unheard of. Yeah. So it's a lot of pressure. And, yeah. And, you know, she had a pretty traumatic event happen to her. It's and understandable. She, she didn't really figure out where she wanted to go from there. Yeah. It sounds like. Like, she doesn't know what she wants. So she's, like, finished up all of her prereq stuff, you know, and then yeah. it's like, oh, what major? Now I have to figure out what major. I want to do. Yeah, like when they tell you you have to do that, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Communications. <laughs> Sports management. <laughs> so Danielle actually shows up. She says, I'm really grateful to be here instead of whatever party I would have been dragged to in LA. Humble brag. Um, oh my god, she's so bad about this shit. She really is, and she I talks like it. she talks like this the whole time. And the thing, yeah, is something I do to Travis all the time that started off as a joke, and now it's something I can't stop doing. Yeah. So it was really great to finally be able to start an episode like that because that's yeah. how Danielle yeah. said thank yeah. That's what I told movie. you. I said that this she's basically that and mm -hmm. per, uh, personified. And she's like, I have gaps for you all, and the gifts are definitely like free product samples she got. They're 100% something that she travel. was given. So. Not even travel, but like, you know, here it is. Try it. Promote it on your channel. Right, Guarantee right. that they've all been used at least once so she can like plug it on her on her channel yeah. in a video. And now she's like, here you go. Yeah. yeah. It's already open, Which, Danielle. I mean, am I going to buy myself an $80 face mask? No. No. If I was gifted it, would I be grateful? Even if it was clearly like, I'm not going to use this. Do you want it? Yes. Fuck yeah. But yeah. just say it that way. Yeah, admit it. She's like, it's like re-gifting, but also like kind of making it worse. I've done that before. I've been like, hey, I was sent two of the same and they told me to keep it. Do you want this? Hell yeah. I'm not going to buy this whatever dollar product. Like, yeah. just be real about it. Yeah. And I think just... that's the whole thing about Danielle is everything she's saying isn't necessarily like untrue or unkind. There's just a fakeness to it all. Yeah, yeah. 
that's that's totally it. And then like to top it all off, she's like, "Oh, let's take a picture to uh, celebrate." Or basically, mm-hmm, you know, she, mm-hmm. anything. Anytime she does something nice, it's not like one of those things where you're just doing it out of the kindness of your heart. She's doing it and taking pictures of it so she can like, you know, promote herself. Yes. And here's the thing, though. Okay, I had this argument in one of my psychology classes in undergrad because they said pick a major and I said uh, psychology um, <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking about altruism as a concept yeah and then like what disqualifies something from being altruism and I said truly I hope altruism doesn't exist because if people feel good doing good deeds and it brings them happiness to do it then that's not a bad thing you know what I mean I don't think we should self-flagellate and feed the poor that way you know what i mean like if doing good things make you feel good that's good that's not necessarily a bad thing and if her whole thing is that she's a wellness guru like okay i'm gonna do something nice and i want to share that i'm doing something nice and that it makes me feel good so that way maybe other people will go do nice things and they can feel good too i don't think inherently that's problematic but i think because it's her job and capitalism can be problematic in a lot of ways and is problematic in a lot of ways, then I think that's where we run into issues with this. Yeah. So again, it's not necessarily that the things she's doing are inherently bad. It's who she is and what she's become. Yeah, Or definitely. maybe what she's always been, you know? She's doing a good thing. It's just her motive. Is yeah, not her as motive pure. is flawed. Yeah. Back to the good place. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. All right, done. Episode over. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, fuck. What happened next? Um. Danielle talks about how she's dairy free. Oh yeah. DF. Um, DF. I'm gonna start saying that. Don't do I'm that. I'm going to do it next time we're out to eat. I'm gonna God. be like, no cheese. I'm DF. No. <laughs> Please don't do that to me. <laughs> I don't. I'm I don't want to be DF. the person there. Um, and then I'm going to take a picture of this. I'm going to be like, DF me all with my bae. <laughs> Do people still say bae? Is that still a thing? Uh, it's either bae or boo. Is it? Really? I still the vernacular? Dude, I have never been in touch with any of That's that true. shit. That's true. Okay. But she said that she went dairy-free because a follower a few years ago reached out to her. She had horrible boils over her scalp. Doctors weren't helping her. And she was begging for help. And Alexis is like, Really? Did she know you're not a doctor? She goes, she didn't care. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. Like making up a story to try and make yourself sound like you're actually doing something. But like if you're going to make up the illness, maybe not go with boils. Like go with something like a little like bit of acne. Yeah, I like I don't know. I And I also see this being like based on truth, but greatly exaggerated. I Maybe. Like maybe she had a boil that wouldn't go away and she's like hey do you have any remedies any homeopathic remedies for this that maybe my doctor isn't willing to recommend Don't I could dairy. see that maybe being a thing but Danielle is like so I did a lot of research and I learned that dairy causes inflammation and it does a lot of other things to your body too yeah so dairy causes boils and I'm gonna say as the resident vegan I feel a lot better not do eating you? dairy okay I can tell a big difference Oh, cool. God damn you. I can tell a big difference. I just feel a lot more comfortable. It doesn't mean that it was easy to stop eating dairy, and I do miss cheese. People ask me that all the time. They're like, why do you do it? And I'm like, I just, you know, I feel I feel better not eating it. I get it. I can miss it, but the good outweighs the bad for me. I totally get it. So that's where I'm at with it. 
I kind of get it. But again, Danielle is just so fucking self-righteous about it. Like so you said at the beginning. Like she's, yeah. she, she smells her own farts. She does. She's man. a fart smeller. She like collects them in jars. Yes. And then puts them on the shelf. Yeah. Sells them under like a secret name. Oh online. my god, she would totally sell definitely them. does. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> so, um, I love how like super then, passive th- aggressive Alexis is about. This it. is one of my favorite spoken lines of dialogue in a movie ever. Like, it's yeah. one of the best examples of being passive aggressive without being overtly passive aggressive. She goes, "Sounds like you're really making a difference." It's how you say it too. It's how she says it. it's perfect, mm-hmm. beautiful. Masterclass in passive aggression, right there. Yeah, I it's love amazing. It. <laughs> uh, okay, so now it cuts to um, her Danielle. cutting her finger. Yeah, oh yeah, she cuts her finger. It cuts to her cutting her finger. Yeah. And then she goes to the bathroom, washes her hand, and puts a band aid on it without drying her finger off, and it drives me insane every single fucking time. Yeah, that's the the band aid won't stay. Like it's, you need to like dry it off. It's infuriating. Yeah, it is infuriating. Okay, so um, then they get to dinner. Yes. And, and this is where Danielle wants to celebrate ourselves and look at our accomplishments from the past year. So let's just go around and say something that we're really proud of this year. Which, in theory, again, I like this idea. Mm-hmm. It is positive. It is a good energy to put out there for New Year's Eve. Yeah. But she's so fucking sanctimonious about it. It's like, it's just so infuriating because. And up until this point, she just seems like one of those people that maybe she's just, like, so perfect that you want to hate her, but you can't. But we find out that it is all fake later. Why do you think these people are, like, tolerating her, though? Because they know that that's not how she is. They know the true person that she is. Because they have an ulterior motive. I know, but, like, still, like, like, I would just be like, fuck it, let's tie her up now. Well, they want to get her into a place where they feel like they can convince her to, like, admit to her wrongdoings or whatever. Okay, psychologically break yeah. her down. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And when it gets to Alexa, she's like, oh, well, I'm, you know, struggling too, but I really think my biggest accomplishments are yet to come. Again, ominous. She makes, like, a little mantra thing too. Like, it's almost like, I feel like Danielle saw that. She's like, holy shit, that was amazing. I'm stealing that. That's going to be my next episode. (laughs) (laughs) And it's never too late to look forward to your next accomplishment. Okay. So they go to a sauna or the sauna in the house. The sauna. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they talk about their high school boyfriends and the type of conversations that you have with when you're with high school friends and you're like, oh, shit, do you remember that time? Do you remember this time? Yeah. It is kind of like a fun moment and it feels, again, like very realistic dialogue. They all kind of dropped the whole thing. They were actually being friends. Kind of like what you were talking about before. Like they fell back into the roles Mm -hmm. of, you know, being like high school friends again. Yeah. And then they go outside out back into the living room. They're in a new set of jammies. And they are talking about their current love lives. And this is where Kayla mentions that she's going to be moving in with her girlfriend. And, um, you know, there's it's this whole thing because apparently Danielle used to call Kayla an ugly lesbian. We don't know that yet. Yeah, we don't know it yet, but I'm bringing it up now because it comes up later. So she used to call her that and it took until her mid-20s for her to come out. Yeah. 
And she's like, no, I knew back in high school I was into yeah. girls. This isn't like a new thing. Because Daniel's like, oh, my God, I'm so well, happy for you. On top of that, like, that's shitty enough. But then she, like, this is like a super genuine moment. They're talking about it. And then she's like, oh, my God, let me get the camera out. And she's like, okay, start from the top. Yeah. And she's making her retell the story. Yeah. So they start doing a video of New, Year- New Year's resolutions. And Caleb, you know, being somebody who is queer and apparently works in some sort of a field where she's working with people that are, you know, either dealing with mental health issues or some other disability that yeah. makes them, um, you know, maligned by the general population in some way. Starts talking about how she feels it's important to be connected and active for speaking into the things that she wants to, you know, that she thinks are important. And Danielle's like, oh, hold on, we need to stop because politics can be kind of divisive to my viewer- viewers who maybe don't agree with me politically. Yeah. Which is just, it's such fucking corporate talk. And it's like. Like you have a platform, like take a stance, man. Yes, I feel like that's the more socially responsible thing to do. Speak about the things that are important to you. And, you know, if you lose a couple of bigots in the process. No, boo-hoo. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sorry. If you're making $200,000 a year in passive income alone, yeah. which is the figure they throw out, like, are, is that a person's, like. That's not enough to make, like, a bougie lifestyle in L.A. And here's the thing, too, is that, like, ad revenue, you have to have so many thousands of views to really make a decent amount off of the ad revenue. If you lose a handful of bigots from it, is it going to hurt you that much? Because you might gain new people. I'm a person that if I hear somebody is like very steadfast to their beliefs and they're like a good person, I'm a lot more willing to check them out than I'm going to be to somebody that just seems like... Wishwashy. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Basically, they're they're all talking about what their New Year's resolutions yeah. are. And Danielle turns the camera over to Alexis. And Alexis is like, no, thank you. And Danielle's like, come on, Lexi. Come on. Come on. She gets in her face. On. She's talking to so her like a annoying. dog. Yes. It's so weird. Except like, when we try and get our dog to do stuff on video and she doesn't want to do it, we turn off the fucking we camera. We like, okay, yes. that's fine. We'll do it another She's time. an autonomous being. Yeah. She, she had this coming. And yeah. I do not blame alexis at all for taking the phone out of her hand fucking love it it's so aggressive like alexis just does all of this well, shit that okay. people want to do and then danielle fucking darvos it uh-huh like she denies that she did anything wrong and she's like that was really aggressive i feel really scared and then she reverses victim and offender mm-hmm. like she does classic narcissistic like hallmarks of how you handle conflict yeah and then, like, even afterwards, when Alexa, the power goes out, so Alexis goes to the breaker box, and Danielle's like, I thought my phone would have gone through the window. And they're like, well, yeah, they kind of, you know, replace the windows after Ooh. everything. Uh, they don't want to say directly what it is. And Danielle's like, I just feel I'm still very like, traumatized by that moment. You were in her face. You yeah. were. She told you no very explicitly Multiple and clearly. Times. And honestly, if you're a wellness guru... Shouldn't you be respecting boundaries? Yeah, if I if I saw this shit, like she uploaded that, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? Because there's one thing, like, you know, there are some people that like want to be asked to be included very explicitly. Yeah. Like not just like, okay, hey, you're here part of the group, you do this too, but like, no, please, I really want to hear exactly what you want to say. 
Like, you know, I know that you were planning on doing this. Do you have a resolution related? That would be something that would, like, speak to somebody just that... Just leave it at that, though. Like, yeah. she, like, is not, not getting their face going, come but on. she said, no, I on. don't want to be on camera. I don't want to do this. Please take the camera off of me. That was a very clear boundary that she set. Yeah. And it's just fucked up that she ignored it. Not that I'm saying violence is correct, but, like, yeah, getting the camera out of my face, when you have it in my face like that, put it down. Put it down. I like when she goes down there to the box to... uh you know, reset patch the breaker. Up. Yeah. yeah. Patch. Uh, patch things. Up. No, I'm Oh, talking you're about... talking about Danielle. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Alexis no. just patching things up with the power. <laughs> no, I'm talking about, yeah, Danielle. When she goes down there, they like, she's talking about, you know, old experiences that they had to like try and find common ground again. And, uh, like Alexis's responses, let's just, par- let's just fucking party. Like, I, I just love it. Like, you can tell, like, she's, like, willing to she pull, like, push through it. She doesn't want to do the schmaltzy bullshit. Cause, yeah, like, and the, bullshit. even the way Danielle says it feels so, like, scripted. She's like, you're the one that I used to binge on snack food on Friday nights and nobody else wanted to hang out I know, with right? She does this thing so many times here when she, like, starts to talk about a lie. She, like, self-deprecates. That way mm-hmm. she can try and make herself a little bit relatable before She does it in, like, the quirky girl way, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't stand that shit. Uh, so, yeah. They're over it in quotation marks. Yeah. Okay. So, now it's an hour till midnight. Danielle decides that nobody can have their phones, which is pretty fucking rude because Kayla just said she's away from her girlfriends and presumably she would want to talk to her. Yeah. I, like, I, I get one. Did we like, agree to this beforehand? No. Like, I get like making a commitment together, being like, hey, let's not check our phones for the next hour, but like just to like get them all like up and tie them away and just, yeah. They're playing Never Have I Ever. Yes. Which can be really fun. Or it can be really bad, depending on the vibe of the group. You got to be on the same page. Yeah, and based on the previous vibes of the night, if it had been before the video throwing, yeah. it yeah, never have her. Great, but um, Alexis just threw somebody's phone across the room. Maybe never have I ever. Never have I ever thrown a phone game. across the room. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the first one you do. That's well. They're playing Never Have I Ever. Somebody says Never Have I Ever slept with a celebrity, clearly mm, trying to bait Danielle. Yeah, because she's always all up in Danielle's business. It doesn't seem like Danielle is going to drink at first. Like She's like, oh, maybe one of them has slept with a celebrity. And then she realizes that they're thinking about it's her. Targeted. So she goes. So she takes <sighs> like a little shifty drink. And then draws she like, yeah, she draws it out because she's thinking of the story on the fly. Yeah. It very much feels like that. Also, this aged terribly <laughs> terribly i mean i didn't I think elon musk was a good person before but we know he's not now yeah this is so stupid <laughs> like it, this was like only four years ago and <laughs> alexis is right when she's like you flew out to a stranger's island like he's a stranger yeah yes and i i don't agree with her slut shaming her and calling her a whore yeah but also like i am worried for danielle's safety in the moment because like that's how you die that's how you get murdered and it's elon musk he's not gonna face any repercussions i fucking love this scene this the entire clips of this episode are gonna get pulled from twitter because he's in charge of twitter right now (laughs) (laughs) no i mean just this whole thing like the whole tension between alexis and danielle like you can see that danielle is backed into a corner and she's trying to think of these things as like alexis adds more pressure just a little bit more each time I, I fucking love it though. She's, oh my gosh, she just pushes so like, hard. And because Kayla's like, no, I mean, she answered the question and like, we're moving on. It's the game. And then 
Alexis is like, no, the game is, this is talking the, this about is the this game. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about these experiences we had together. And I fucking love that answer. It's, She's like, no bullshit from Alexis at all. This is, okay, you know, we talk about the sub-sub genre of like party games gone wrong in horror. and almost fall there. Yes, if this had been the entire, like I could see an entire movie of Never Have I Ever and like you're, you know, I can see that too. Yeah, Dude, that that'll be the next one instead of uh, Truth or Dare. It's going to be Never Have I Ever. Except next month we're actually talking about Truth or Dare. Oh well, yes, we are. But so. you know, I'm just saying that, that that's our next movie. We'll, we'll we'll make that movie. Never Have I Ever. Yes, yeah, we got. This. I'm into it. Okay, okay. So it gets to the point. Uh, is very heated, tensions are high, they get through it, and then Alexa goes, "Never have I ever bullied a girl to the point that she killed herself." And then she tackles Danielle and pours an entire bottle of champagne on her face. And then she says, get the balloons, tie her up. Is that what the balloons were there for? They weren't just cute aesthetic? Dude, that's smart, though. I mean, balloon, is it really, it's not really strong material. Like, if Danielle really tried, like, had not given up, she could have maybe gotten out of that. Yeah, I mean, our, our Roomba has, like, torn up a balloon yeah. string before. So. <laughs> like, Danielle gave up immediately. She's like, She's like uh, I'm tied up. <laughs> Poor little rich girl. <laughs> Poor little rich girl. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> so Alexa's like, all right, we're going to make you tell everybody how terrible you actually are because you don't deserve any of this. And this very much comes across like jealous rather than like we don't want you influencing other people. Yeah. Like it's not, hey, we don't want you influencing these people it's hey you don't deserve this yeah that's kind of how it is but they're like framing it this is their motive is like she can't have influence over anybody she's a terrible person like if we let her have any type of impact on like the youth it's gonna be bad yeah so she starts to record danielle she's like confess and danielle does exactly like what i said at the beginning where she frames it in such a way that she's like bullying is an issue this is terrible i hate the fact that this girl ended up killing herself that's a problem i'm complicit in that i didn't do anything to stop it yeah and here's the thing in all of this is that neither alexis nor danielle are taking accountability because danielle's acting like she wasn't an active participant in the bullying same with alexis and yeah and alexis Alexis too too. yeah danielle's like you were right there with me that night and alexis is like you had control over me yeah basically yeah like you you she's not even this is for her own good yeah and she's not even saying like and i feel terrible about it she's like no but you you yeah, did no, it. Yeah, it's, it's your all fault. you. Yeah, just like looking for somebody to blame. I mean, she kind of, she kind of fucking Darvo's right back on to. Yeah, dude, I mean that's the whole thing with this movie, right? Like, I feel like they're, they're... all terrible people except no. for maybe Kayla. Kayla's the only good person. Yes. Um, Kayla Chloe deserves better is, than all of them. Chloe's vulnerable. I, don't, I feel like she's actually a good person. She just got like taken advantage of. I feel like Chloe never stood a chance. No. I feel like if she'd been around better influences, she would have a stronger will. But Definitely. she's got such a weak will, and she's very easily influenced, and that doesn't make her actions okay, and it doesn't make her a good person. But mm-hmm. I think in another life with a different social circle. That's what I was going to say. Her friend core is the problem. Here. Yes. And then you have Alexis and Danielle, and they're like the same person. And here's the thing, is that we're told Alexis is our you know, heroine. She's yeah. the protagonist. She's the person we're following. But we never see what happens that night. 
No. And honestly, is it a little bit suspicious that Alexis is the one with the scar and Danielle isn't? That would mean that Alexis was closer to the window when Kelsey fell out. You know what? Yeah, you're right. I feel like she would be like right there. So like, like I, and I don't, and that's the thing is that we don't know. And I think it's great well, that they don't tell us. I think that it's pretty damning that Kayla and Chloe are on Alexis's side right now. That does tell me that Danielle was probably the worst part of it. Yes. Because they're all in agreement. Like, yeah, Danielle fucking sucked. Yes. Like she's But they also don't, when Danielle says, I didn't do that. I don't know what she's talking about. Like, they're willing to believe that. I, and I'm not I, saying that no, Danielle no, no, is not so. manipulative enough to convince people. Because that's how narcissists are. Thinking. Yeah. And that and that's what I'm saying. That's what's great about this movie and the characterization of it all. Is that there's so much ambiguity. All we know for sure is that these people suck. Yeah. Uh, something terrible happened and they are complicit in some way. More or less, yes. And they are doing more terrible things tonight. After the fact. And none of it's rectifying the situation and it is in fact making them all even worse people except for Kayla. Well, Kayla is um, kind of having second thoughts now. So yeah. she backs out of the room and Alexis is like, no, we're, we got to take this a little bit further. Yeah. So Alexis gets some of those product samples, smears them all over Danielle's face, cuts her hair. Gives her goop face. This yeah. is a goop face. This is nasty. Yeah. She like just smears it all over her. Makeup too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's all real bad. She cut her, she, here's cut her hair. It, it's hair. It's hair. Yeah. But it's also like, I, I don't know. Like, it is a little bit like upset. I got. It's upsetting. Yeah. yeah definitely. I got emotional when Eleven's hair was cut in the last season of Stranger Things. When she woke up in the vat and her hair was shaved off, and you could tell she was really upset because, like, she had worked so hard to grow it out because it was part of overcoming her drama. Like, I, the hair thing is very psychological. Yeah, I get so, it. So, yeah. yeah, there's a reason it's been used as a torture device in in the past. Yeah. And probably, unfortunately, current. Well, today in this movie, yes. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> the world's not a yeah. bright and cheery place necessarily. Yes, yes, so. you're right, yes. But, yeah. Uh, so. So she's got goop face. Um, and this and is where Kayla's like, I didn't want to do any of this. And so then they all kind of split up. She storms out. Alexis goes after her. And then while... Um, Chloe is alone with Danielle. Danielle is basically telling her, hey, if you set me free, I will give you my position on my old segment. I'm looking for the replacement anyways. You can oh, be famous. She, she doesn't say that, though. She says, I really came here to see if I thought my gut was right that you would be a good replacement. So bullshit, man. Yeah, like she said, like it's an obvious lie, but she doesn't say it in a way like, hey, set me free and I'll make you my replacement. She's like, I actually came here with the idea to make you my replacement. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's manipulative. It's devious. Yeah. It's devious. And like, like I said before, Chloe, she's too vulnerable. She's like, yeah, um, I my life is shit. I could use Chloe a, a is 100% somebody that like was once at a party asked like, how much money it would take for her to do X, and she had she an exact amount, amount ready. Yeah. Yes, which I get because I've been, I, you know, there have been various situations where we'll watch a horror movie and I'd be like, you know what, that amount of money I'd do. It, oh, it's Would You Rather? I was just thinking that. Yeah, yes, because rather? the the what's her face? She's a vegetarian, and he offers her like a hundred thousand dollars or something to eat some meat, and I was like, I'd do it. Same with the alcoholic. Yeah, know. I would do like there when you are in dire straits. 
your morals go down a little bit too. Fucking Maslow's Jeffrey hierarchy Collins, of needs. You know what I mean? Like it, again, it's like if you need to take care of certain things, your moral high ground isn't going to be the most important thing to you. Yeah, it's a matter of like what you got to lose, you know? Yes. Yeah. If you don't have a lot, then fuck it. Take the risk. Yeah. So what Chloe is seeing here is a way out of her desperate situation. Yeah. And uh, so Alexis and Kayla are back and she's about to um, do some more shit to her, but Danielle's free, kicks Alexis in the stomach. Uh, tackles her to the ground, and then everybody's wrestling. Yeah. There's a lot of tummy kicking in this movie. There's a lot of tummy kicking. A lot of tummy kicking. I like it. I appreciate it. That's like the (laughs) go-to move. You know, if I'm ever like in a need of self-defense, my go-to move is I'm just kicking the tummy. Yeah. 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 And if you want Travis to watch your movie, just let him know there's tummy kicking. He'll (laughs) be like, I'll check it out. Dude, this shit's hilarious. I fucking love it. Yeah. So... Um, Chloe thought the plan was just that they were going to scare them, but Danielle's like, well, we're going to leave them in the sauna for a couple of hours, and then we're going to tell the cops that uh, they disappeared while we were watching a movie, and by the time we found them, they were already dead, and Chloe's like, uh, you have, an, you, you have the cover story? Yeah, Daddy? right. She, and she's like, well, if you think that they that they won't tell them what we tried to do. Like, if you think it's okay, like, I'll trust your judgment. I just would hate for these rumors to spread. Mm-hmm. Like, she's so fucking manipulative, yep. and Chloe is such a little lap dog that she's going along with all of it. Uh, meanwhile, <sighs> up in the sauna, Kayla is talking about how much all of them suck. Super relatable. Correct. I get it. Yeah. Um, Maybe not relatable. Um, just correct. Yeah. Like, they all are shitty people. She's a little bit self-righteous considering she agreed to some of this. Like, she actively yeah. helped tie Daniel up. She knew up. That, like, what yeah. like, was going to happen. Like, it was all going to be shitty to begin with. She's not a yes. good person either, really. Yes. She's like, I agreed to scare her, not torture her. You were ready to tie her up, bitch. Yeah, like, that's fucking torture. Right. Like, restricting movement. Yeah. That, that's kind of like, that fucks you up. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, so yeah, they um they end up finding like a champagne bottle, and mm. she busts it open. They were locked. She's in. lucky that the window smashed instead of the bottle. Those I bottles are tough, man. Would have loved, like you know, kind of a nice guy's moment where he like punches through the window. And he's like, "Oh my god, my arm's all cut up." And he's yeah, like, yeah. Well, you punch through a window. I would have loved that for her to hit the window with the bottle, and the bottle smashes, and Alexis to just be like, "What did you think would happen?" <laughs> no, man. I'm telling you, I've seen like. I watch a lot of five videos. Um, a lot of times in liquor stores, the go-to weapon of choice for most people are liquor bottles like that. They take them, bonks on the head, man. You expect the bo- uh, the bottle to bust open? No, you just hear a boom, and they and fucking knock out every single time. Y'all, I need you to know, he's saying this for your all's benefit, not for mine, because he's explained this to me. He's shown me several videos of this before. Yeah, this it's is, incredible. It is an actual um, morbid interest of his. Yeah, so. it's good. <laughs> it's informative, okay. Uh, so it it works. They had a uh, pull, like uh, what are they? Not cues, are they? Uh, pull six. Yeah, Q six. Q six. Yeah, yeah. They had them wedged in the door, and they got them free. And then, in the meantime, Danielle and Chloe are knifing up because they heard the window smash upstairs. So they're gonna go yeah. out and look for them. Yeah. So Alexis and Kayla run down through the garage, and they pull up the garage door, and on the other side. 
is they're just Daniel and Chloe. Yeah, they and were ready. It's a great moment. This is like a real reaction though, because like the reaction from Kayla and Alexis is a scream. But like instead of fight or flight, Kayla chose fight. She just gut kicks <laughs> Chloe, and then the reaction that Chloe has is like, <laughs> and she like bends over. Like I feel like it lingered on that moment way too long, and I'm like. Oh, this is real. Like it's I, such a good uh, moment. It's so accurate. And, and I think it even stunned Danielle too, because she's like, "Oh my god, did she fucking kick her in the stomach?" Uh, so that, like it gives them enough time to run away. Yeah. So they there's a whole lot of chasing going around, and Kayla eventually is alone with Chloe, and she talks to her, and like she's trying to reason with her, give her an out, and like, hey, we can go. Yeah, and Chloe is just like so nervous about it, and she just like. Now, not only does she have this possibility to get out of the mess she's in, but she doesn't want to get into a further mess by being accused of attempted murder, and she ends up hitting Kayla in the head and killing her. Yep. Accidental. So. She goes freaking out. I, down to was Danielle. it fully accidental? I mean, she. I think she wanted to hurt her, maybe knock her out and think about it, and then uh, I don't think she wanted to be the killer, but this kind of turns her into the killer. It does. It does. Um, she's not nearly remorseful enough for it, though. Cause she goes running yeah. down to tell Danielle about it. And Danielle's like, I'm so glad you put yourself first, finally. Yeah. And Chloe's like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah but then Kayla's girlfriend shows up because Kayla had managed to sneak her phone out at some point and call her and just say, like, I want to be home, but my car's broken down. And Frank is like, I can come get you. And she goes, no, don't worry about it. Yeah, but um, Kayla's not been answering the phone. Yeah. So she freaked out. She's like, fuck it, I'll go check. Yeah. And so she does, and she's talking to Danielle. And of course, you know, there's a celebrity there. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, talking to her. And, you know, Danielle's like, you know, classic Kayla, fell asleep, you know, right away. And we're just proud of her for making it to midnight, which we all know that friend. Like, yeah. like, like this all feels very realistic. She goes, you know, my sister really likes your videos, and they talk. And then Chloe is the one that's uh, – ends up killing just comes out Frankie. of nowhere with a yeah. knife and she's like ah yeah she got a <laughs> like, taste whoa. for it like i imagine Danny, I was like whoa this is like an actual <laughs> cool person <laughs> yeah no she kills her um meanwhile like while all of that's been happening alexis has been sneaking around too trying to like figure out a way out mm-hmm. um but like basically it just ends up like okay so frankie's dead yeah and Alexis heard their whole conversation before Frankie came in where Danielle was talking about like what they're out like what their cover story would be like oh you know we told her that she deserves better and she should break up and so she got jealous and came up here and it was just all tragic Mm -hmm. like she had like a whole she had a whole fucking cover story ready to go yeah it was kind of sociopathic but also like a little bit impressive she's not a good person man yeah so um Alexis um goes running away from the two of them because they see her and she goes to try and knock down Danielle and instead hits Chloe and Chloe rolls down the stairs and dies. dies. And then Danielle and Alexis are fighting. Um and Danielle is just like full on insulting Alexis. Like she is saying all of the thing all of the terrible things that Alexis has been saying that she says all the time in a context that it doesn't make sense. Like it'd just be like, Hey, you're a fucking asshole for trying to kill me. Like that's an insult that would make sense. Totally totally necessary too. But she's like, like it's called for. But she's like, 
you're a loser. You'll never be as good as me. Everybody hates you. Like, is this? It's like high school shit. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so what ends up happening is because Danielle's like smashing her up against the window and it's tempered glass. Like it's cracking, but it's not like fully breaking through. Mm -hmm. And then Alexis flips around with Danielle and then ends up pushing her through the window. Yep. Into the pool Mm -hmm. where she hits her head and is dead. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, we cut to a YouTube video, mm-hmm. and it's the head of the channel, Jesse something, and she's saying, as many of you know, Get Well Danielle uh, was found tragically dead on New Year's Day, blah, 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 blah. Here to remember her is her friend, Alexis, and Alexis, you know, just whatever random bullshit. She's in a crop top, doesn't feel very, like, respectful and mournful. Yeah. I'm not one to judge, like... I don't dislike crop tops. I just also feel like if you're there for a memorial piece, like. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, But no, what's even worse about that, though? She's like uh, there to plug her own Mm -hmm. self and then like do self-defense tactics. Like to teach the fans. Self-defense. This stuff is spicy, y'all. Here's how we make our own pepper spray. Yeah. Back to like the shitty YouTube videos. Yes. And then we get the... And she uses the same cover story that Danielle had come yeah. up with yeah, exactly. about why everybody was dead. She was like, yeah, our friend Kayla's girlfriend just like came and killed everybody. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? No way to disprove it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we get the worst fucking credits ever. Like, it's the most bland credit I know, it's so disappointing. This movie had potential for really interesting, like, credits. credits yeah. Like, especially because they pulled out to a YouTube page and they had, like, the recommended videos on the side. They oh, could have, like, awesome. right? I would have loved that. Yes. But you know what, though? What? I'm not about my reading up to an eight. Ooh. The more we talk about it, the more I realize that there's, like, a lot of really good nuance in the writing and it feels very real in a lot of ways. And even though there's things I would change, um, you know, maybe they could have fleshed out some ideas better. I think for a TV movie, they did a really good job, and I really enjoy it. Okay. Um, I'm pretty good with mine still at 7.5. I like okay. this movie a lot. It's, um, you know, it's it's a New Year's horror movie, but it's not, like, really a big focus on the holiday. Yeah. It's like a revenge movie, which yes. those are fun. But this is a fun one. Like, it's fun to have an excuse to watch this one every year. And yes. like you said before, we don't even have to – Put this one on around New Year's. Like, yeah, it's not so aggressively like New Year's that it's like, I feel weird watching this in July. Like, it's just like, yeah, oh, it's a revenge movie. It takes place on New Year's, but yeah, yeah. it's like it's a theme. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's just a fun movie. It, it feels like a movie that somebody wanted to make and then they had the opportunity to do it with this. Yeah, they're like, um, yeah, this is Blumhouse. Like, it's all got to take place around a holiday. And they're like, okay, fucking New Year's then. Okay, is there a, a current. Our new average is 7.75. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that it would take to make you bump up your review any? Um, eh, I don't know. I don't think that it would hurt to have a little bit more information about what exactly happened. Like, I guess the ambiguity is pretty nice, but at the same time, like, um, I don't know. I want to know. Like, I want to have, like, just a tiny little bit. Okay. So then I think you're going to like my pitch for my dream sequel. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my dream sequel still has Alexis. And I don't know. I don't know what circumstances gets her into it, but she's in kind of a similar situation, except it's with like Kelsey's sister or something. Oh, um, like Kara, the little kid. No, no, no. Kelsey, the girl no, I'm that just they saying, bullied. I'm, I'm making a suggestion like Kara. Okay. No. 
Do you know what I want it to be about? no. I want it to be somebody that's related to Kelsey, and they can tell us the full story of what happened with Kelsey, ah, Danielle, and Alexis. I got and you. so she's getting her own revenge on Alexis. Okay, I like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, that's good. Something I like, like that, that a lot. Yeah, yeah. cool. Okay, Talia was very activated during this movie. Yes. Um, however, she did ask to go out multiple times, so maybe she didn't love it as much as us because she was very much like it's been snowing, and she loves the snow. She does so. She does, but also, like, she was like, this is a fun movie, we're having fun, but also, let's go do other things. She got very concerned after the twist, where it, yes. it was revealed that Alexis, like, what her plan was, and yeah, then Talia like, just oh, like, oh, this went, is nefarious, <sighs> yeah. So, I think maybe Talia gives it a seven. Seven? Yeah, she's like, it's yeah. okay, but, like, you know. It's okay, could be better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zoe? I thought she was going to be tuned in for this because she came in, she made a big point of trying to get comfortable on the couch with us, and then as soon as the first commercial hit, because we're watching this on Hulu with ad breaks, follow us for more financial tips and advice. Um, <laughs> yeah. She left as soon as the first ad hit. Yeah, so, yeah, I didn't, didn't really catch back. her. Yeah. This is like a slow burn, yeah. and Zoe doesn't like that. Nope. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, tagline. Uh, tagline for this. Yes. Um, Nothing can get in the way between me and my toxic positivity. Okay, I like it. Do you like Nothing it? can get in the way of. Wait, wait, wait. Let's nothing, let's condense okay, it a little okay. bit. That's a that's a lot. Well, I was trying to like do the mantra. Oh, okay. Like nothing can get in the way between me and my dreams. Okay. Hmm. Or nothing can get in between me and my dreams. Nothing can get in between me and my toxic positivity. Okay. Because I feel like the problem with the original tagline is they felt like it had to be New Year's themed. Yeah. And this time, like, you know, that's not really the core of this movie. Like, let's actually get to, like, what this movie's about. I dig it. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, Okay. You got reviews? Yes, I have. Okay. So, like I alluded to before, there were several reviews on IMDb that appeared to be missing the point and I guess at some points you can say maybe it's bad writing um, but at other points it also just feels very pointed of like we don't want to like this movie we want something different from it yeah which is fine different strokes for different folks but don't like point don't harp on this point like it's a problem you know, when it's yeah. just, it's not your It's taste. just like, it's just the movie. Yeah. So there were like a lot of people that were like, why did they focus so much on her scar? And then all of a sudden she didn't have a problem with it. She all of a sudden didn't have a problem with it because she had a way to get into show business yeah. or, you know, whatever you want. I I feel like in the age of social media influence, you can call YouTube stuff show business. I think too. so too. Yeah. Um, Like she had a way to get into it that she wouldn't have before. And not trying to draw a gendered line to it, but it was a lot of male reviewers that were making those comments. I figured it would be, yeah. Um, and then, like, why is the shy girl throwing this party? Shouldn't it be one of her more outgoing friends? Well, it's three fucking people that she's been friends with for decades, so yeah. also you're kind of missing the point, and also it's not, like, a party. It's a revenge plan. Yeah. So it took a lot to find an actual review that I thought had points of discussion that we could actually talk about right. so let's hear it okay this is a four out of ten on imdb it's a user review okay 
I think it didn't deliver very well, making it a little slow and confusing, especially the backstory about the suicide, but still, it has very good comment on social media and how our generation defines success. One thing is the public persona, and a completely different thing is what goes on in real life. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed the ending, although it was kind of predictable, and you have to appreciate the whole manifesting and affirmations irony. Okay. So they liked the premise, felt like it could have been done a little bit differently. Uh, yeah, I, I can get that. You know, like, I think that this movie's fun. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's just, this is just the movie. Yeah. You know, it's one of those right there again. Like, this is what it is. Like, if you don't like it, then I don't know. It's fine. It's just not for you. And I can understand wanting more of the backstory to the suicide, but I also feel like that ambiguity makes it a little bit more ambiguous as to mm-hmm. how complicit Alexis really was. I guess I, when you think about it like is that. Is she actually on equal grounds with Danielle? Maybe. We if don't you, know. If you don't want them to know anything about that, like if the whole point is to be guessing, then like, yeah, I get it. Like leaving it ambiguous. Yeah. But at the same time, like as a viewer, it's kind of like, fuck, man. Like what happened? Like, yeah. What? Like, tell me more about Kelsey. Do you know? Yeah. Like, was she a shitty person too? Or was she like truly a victim? Because it sounds like they were all shitty. You know? Mm-hmm. It sounds like she had no friends and these two girls were like, we can be your friend, but first we're okay. going to tell you all the ways we hate you. Okay. See, I don't, I don't Just know. based on the little bit of dialogue we got about her. Gotcha. Okay. I, I don't know. The, the movie needs to tell me a little bit more about that too. Okay. Okay. And that's fair. I get that's it. Fair. I get what yeah. this person's saying. Okay. Uh, wait, we, we didn't do um, who do you relate to. Oh, Chloe. Chloe. Obviously. I said multiple times throughout this whole episode how much I relate to Chloe, so it's, I, I relate to Chloe. I um, I would say Alexis because of her like um, aversion to social media bullshit that uh, Danielle tries to force on everybody. Like sticking a camera in everybody's face for every event. Like that's obnoxious. And like I get that it was a little bit more personal between her and uh, Danielle, but at the same time, it was just nice seeing like that just get called out in public and be like, why the fuck are you doing this? This is stupid. Well, and that's the other thing, too, about this movie is that I do feel like it sometimes is a little bit wish fulfillment, mm-hmm. like everything we've wanted to say to that person in our oh, lives. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. So even though Alexis is not the good guy in this movie, it is also very like... I cheer for her a lot more than Danielle, at least. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, cool. All right, that's it for this episode. Do we have any listener reviews? We don't have any listener reviews. Nobody's okay. seen this. Uh, I know Mary Beth said that she loves the um, Into, Into the Dark, the Dark. So she is aware of this yes. one, I believe. Uh, I, we could take that as her liking it, potentially. Um, that that could be her. That's her review. Thank you, Mary Beth. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate your contribution. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't have anybody else that said anything. Uh, okay. No. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of to be expected with uh, mostly these into the dark ones this is our second one now we did um mm-hmm. the uh fuck what's it called my valentine yeah we did my valentine for valentine's day and then uh last year on thanksgiving we guested on shaken not scared's podcast did and did pilgrim which is also an into the dark yeah so all okay. right all right well that's it for this one we already did the front loading with the social media yep. and everything so we don't need to do that now and speaking of our social media, be sure to check that out because that's how you'll find out what our next movie is going to be. Yeah. We haven't released our January schedule yet. Yeah. Until next time, everybody. All right.
Bye. Bye. And happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Be the best you you can be. Yes. New Year, New Year. Bye. Truth or Dare is going to be my birthday episode.